weatherman was right, Martin. Yeah. Rain, thunder, and lightning. Oh, what an awful day. Well, you know the old saying, Hester. Yes. Into each life a little rain must fall. And uh, this may help us. Martin, how are we going to do it? Well, there are many ways to do it, my dear. The way to do it isn't the problem. The problem is to get away with it. No one ever gets away with it, Martin. You want your husband killed, don't you? Do you have to ask that? No. Now, don't worry, my dear. I know a way to kill him. Oh, you do? But because we'll be suspected. You because you're his adoring wife. And Please. I because I'm a rival fellow scientist. We must be certain there's no proof his death was caused by us. I know all that, Martin. But how can we kill Donald so that no one will know that we did it? Well, first by remembering what every killer forgets. Yes. That a gun can be traced through ballistics. That a knife may retain fingerprints. Mm-hmm. That rope or poison can be traced. Martin. Martin, we could get... Rid of the body, destroy it. That, too, is something a killer forgets. A body is almost impossible to destroy completely. Oh. No, Hester, my dear. We must kill Donald in such a way that the police can find no weapon, no clue. In fact, no evidence of murder. <gasps> oh, Martin. I'm so afraid of thunder. But according to my idea, Hester, as far as Donald is concerned, that wasn't the crack of thunder. No? That was the crack of doom. Now on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. Here's report 75C on Experiment Malabar, Mr. Carson. Oh, thank you, Mr. Crane. Uh, Just put it on my desk. I'll look at it in the morning. Closing up the lab for the night? Well... Don't you think it's about time? <laughs> I guess so. Hey, that's thunder. Yeah. Well, we should have closed 30 minutes ago when Mr. Archer left so we could get home before the rain. I think it's going to be a bad storm. Bad for some people, Graham. Even worse than they might think. country as we can before the storm breaks, Martin. It's getting worse every minute. Well, the worse it is, the better. Oh. Uh, look at the back, Hester, and see what? if Donald is still unconscious. Oh, all right. He should be after that crack on the head he got from you. <laughs> yes, Martin. He's still out. Excellent. Now, before the rain gets so heavy that it turns the countryside into mud, we have to find an open field a little off the highway, like, like that one there. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I think we'll leave Donald right there. Good. The quicker we get rid of him, the better. Right, we'll have to work fast now, Hester. All right. Oh, Martin, are you sure that Donald will be killed? That was your answer right there. But what if it won't work? It can't miss. I brought something along to make certain it wouldn't miss. Oh. Well, I'll carry Donald into the field. You bring along that little packet. All right, I will. Come on now. Yes, sir. We'll I will. take Donald into the field. Let me help you here. We'll leave him there. Yeah. And then we'll come back for a moment after the storm passes over. And Donald passes away. Oh. 
Miss Castain? Boston Blackie is here to see you, Doctor. He says you sent for him. Oh, yes, yes, I, I, I did. Uh, send him right in, will you? Yes, sir. Come in, come in, come in. Hello, Dr. Wilson. Oh, Blackie, come in, come in. Thank you. Uh, sit down, won't you? Thanks again. Now then, I'll, I'll come right to the point, Blackie. All right. I've called you in because a patient of mine, Donald Archer, has been killed in the most unusual way. Really? Yes. It looks as if it were an accident, but I can't believe it. I'm listening, Doctor. Well, I, I had to call the police because I have no proof it wasn't an accident. Nothing to go on but a vague feeling that Donald Archer was the victim of foul play. How was he killed? By lightning. Lightning. He was found in a meadow about ten miles outside of town. Under a tree? No, Blackie. His body was a good 50 feet from the nearest tree, and the tree was untouched. Hmm. It's odd. Isn't it? Lightning generally hits the highest object in the territory it strikes. That's right. Are you sure, Wilson, that Archer was actually killed by lightning? Oh, yes, yes. As his doctor, I, I was called when they found the body. As his doctor, what had you been treating him for? Oh, only for little things like he Broken arm once, sinus, given him allergy tests. And twice he's come down with rather severe colds. But this time he came down with a case of lightning that proved fatal. It's a case of murder by lightning, Blackie, if you can believe such a thing. Well, I've never heard of it, but I'll look into the matter. Good. And if Donald Archer was murdered by lightning, I'll see that the killer also gets a shock. <laughs> To success, my dear Hester. To success. <laughs> and to Donald. And to Donald, too. May he find rest in the same heaven out of which came the bolt that struck him down. Oh, Martin. Martin, you're so wonderful. Oh, not wonderful. Clever. Yes, clever. And may yes. I admire your performance, my dear, when the police came with the tragic news that Donald was no longer among us? Thank you, Martin. There, I think there's someone at the door. Oh, yes, so there is. Don't forget the tears, if necessary. No, no I won't. Uh, come in. Oh, you are here, Mr. Carson. Well, Mr. Crane, why aren't you at the laboratory? Oh. That experiment Mr. Archer and I are working on needs constant attention. I've got a little business with you and Mrs. Archer. I'll, I'll have to ask you to leave, Mr. Crane. As you know, my husband was killed by lightning during the storm last night. Yeah, I know that, Mrs. Archer. And there's a lightning rod missing from the laboratory. What? I can put two and two together. Oh. Hester, I, uh, I think we should invite Mr. Crane to sit down in spite of the way you feel. Yes, Mr. Crane, do sit down. <laughs> ah, we're getting somewhere. And, of course, somewhere is all you expect to get from this. Well, Mr. Carson, when a guy first starts in laboratory work, he gets paid to learn. Then he gets paid for what he does. Then he gets paid for what he knows. I think you're well paid, Mr. Crane. I have I'll handle this, Hester. Yes, of course, Martin. You see, Hester, what Mr. Crane wants is not a raise in salary but a substantial sum of money. Carson, you're right on the beam. How much do you want, Crane? You name it, and I'll tell you what I think of it. Well, uh, what would you think of this? Oh, oh. no, Martin, don't. Oh. Now, what were you saying, Hester? Nothing. He's dead, isn't he? Quite. He had to be killed, you know. But, Martin, you said the only murder we could get away with was a planned murder. Guns can be traced. You said that yourself. Yes, I know. It's most unfortunate that we didn't plan on Crane figuring what we've done. <laughs> most unfortunate for Mr. Crane. But we'll be caught for this, Mark. No, Hester. There's such a thing as a perfect alibi to make up for an imperfect murder. 
night, but that sure was some storm yesterday, wasn't it, Sergeant Matthews? Yeah, I'll say it was. Ditch along the road here was running water a foot deep. You better drive carefully. The road may be undermined. Sure is terrific what damage water can cause, isn't it? I'll say. Hey. Yeah? Hold it a minute, officer. Sure. Stop the car. What's the matter? What's up? Well, I'm not sure. But in the ditch back there, I saw something that looked like a body. What? Back up a few yards. Okay. But I think you're just seeing things. Uh, I was seeing things, all right. I hope it was just a sack of potatoes or something and not a body. Here's the spot. Stop here. Okay. So what is it? Wait, I'll get out and have a look with my flashlight. Hey, Sergeant, you're right. Yeah. It's a guy lying in the ditch. He was a guy, though somebody made a corpse out of him with a few bullets. Radio headquarters, tell Inspector Faraday we've got a dead body and he's got another headache. Hello. Hello, Inspector Faraday. Yes, Matthews. Still waiting up at the archer's house for Mrs. Archer, huh? No, I'm out swimming in the ocean. Of course I'm here. I figured maybe Mrs. Archer, that guy Carson, that maybe has shown up there by now, we can't find him anywhere. Yeah, well, keep looking. Look, Inspector, are you sure that body we found in the ditch was Harold Crane's? Yes, and Crane worked for the late Donald Archer and a guy named Martin Carson. So I want to talk to Carson and Archer's widow. Hey, you know, Donald Archer was killed yesterday. Maybe Crane killed Archer and then committed suicide. Archer was killed by lightning. Now, you figure out how anybody can use lightning for murder. Uh, not me. I'm just a cop. I'll leave that for geniuses. Ge- like Boston Blackie. Don't mention that name to me. Uh-oh, somebody's unlocking the door. I'll call you back. Okay. I'm Inspector Faraday of Homicide. Oh. There's been a murder. What? A fellow named Crane. What? I don't suppose either one of you knows anything about it. Crane murdered? Harold Crane? Well, he worked with me in the laboratory. Yes, he did. Oh, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Martin Carson, and this is Mrs. Donald. Yeah, I guessed as much. Mm-hmm. Now, look. Oh, uh, well, there's someone at the door. Probably one of my men. Come in. Hello, is this the home... Oh, hello, Faraday. Oh, no, Blackie. Hello, everybody. What are you doing here? I'm here to talk to these two people, I imagine. That is, if this lady is Mrs. Donald Archer. Yes, I am. And and, and this is Martin Carson. That's right. Faraday, uh, do you mind if I talk to these people? I certainly do. Now, get lost. Nothing here concerns you. Oh, no? Maybe you can prove that Mrs. Archer's husband was murdered by Who's talking about Mrs. Archer's husband? I am. What are you here to talk about? Tickets for the policeman's ball? No. At 6 o'clock this evening, a man named Harold Crane was shot and killed. Oh, really? He worked for Mrs. Archer's late husband. Was Crane killed by lightning, too? No, by a thirty-eight caliber revolver. You, Mr. Carson, you own a thirty-eight? As a matter of fact, I did, but it was stolen some time ago. Oh. Say, Carson, where were you at six o'clock this evening? At a movie. The, uh, Rialto. Yes, the picture was called... Yeah, with Mrs. Archer. Uh, you can prove that? Well, uh, yes, I can, Blackie. Uh, as a matter of fact, here are the ticket stubs, if you'd like to see them. I'd like to. They cost a dollar apiece. Before they were torn in half. Now they were at half a dollar apiece? Uh, oh, very funny. No, ticket stubs don't prove anything. No, Faraday, they don't. But I know something that does. What? Mr. Carson, when you first went into the Rialto, what scene was on the screen? Well, let's see. Uh, I, um, I'm not uh, sure. Uh, you, you remember her, sir. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, it, 
it was the scene where John was getting to the cab and found Sylvia waiting. Ah, oh, yes, yes, that's right. What time did you get into the Rialdo, Mr. Carson? Uh, oh, uh, it was about uh, ten to six, I think. I'm not exactly sure. And knowing what scene you came in on is enough to check the time you got into the movie, Carson. Come on, Faraday. It's too late to get out of the Rialto now, but we'll check tomorrow. All right. Carson, don't leave town until I tell you it's all right. Well, of course not. Same goes for you, Mrs. Archer. Very well, Inspector. Blackie, it's okay for you to leave town any time you like. Come on, Faraday. <laughs> Martin. Martin, what are you laughing at? Who says you couldn't get away with murder? And now, back to Boston Blackie. Scientist Martin Carson and Hester Archer murder Hester's husband, Donald, in such a way that it looks as if Donald was struck by lightning. Donald's doctor calls in Boston Blackie, however, because he feels that it's murder. Harold Crane, one of Carson's laboratory assistants, knows Archer was killed. So Martin kills Crane, too, and claims that he and Mrs. Archer were at a movie at the time of Crane's killing. As we return to our story, it's the next afternoon, and Blackie and Inspector Faraday are coming out of the theater after checking Carson's alibi. All seats, 85 cents. Come on, Faraday, hurry up, will you? Well, Blackie, we got here five minutes ago at exactly ten minutes of stakes, the same time that Carson says he got here yesterday with Mrs. Archer. And we found she described the exact scene. And not only that, but the manager says whatever scene went on at ten or six yesterday would go on at ten or six today. So you've wasted more of my time. Why? I thought maybe you'd run out of ways. First you have an idea a man struck by lightning was murdered. Now you think Mrs. Archer and Carson were trying to alibi for the time of Harold Crane's murder by saying they were at this movie. Gee, I'm sorry, ain't I? No, but I am. (laughs) Carson and Mrs. Archer are in the clear. Are they, Faraday? A little voice tells me that there's something wrong somewhere. There is. Something definitely wrong with their alibi. hope to have some news for you by this time, Dr. Wilson, but all I can tell you is that there's been another killing. Yes, I know. I know, Blackie. I, I heard it on the radio that the man was connected with Mr. Archer. Yes. He was Archer's assistant. That's right. Harold Crane. I knew the man. He's worked for Carson and Archer for several years. They trusted him with the secrets of their experiments. Carson and Archer were working on something important? Well, something commercial, anyway. They, they were trying for something that promised a lot of money. And getting close, too, huh? Archer seemed to think so the last time I talked to him. Well, here's my theory, Dr. Wilson. Yes? If you're right in thinking Archer was murdered, Carson and Archer's wife murdered him, then killed Crane because he knew too much. That's usually the case when one murder follows another. Yes, yes, but there are a couple of unusual angles about this case. There are? First of all, Crane was killed at 6 o'clock. Yet at 10 minutes of 6, many miles away, Carson and Mrs. Archer were in a movie. Uh Uh, Can that be proved? Yes. I've just come from the theater, but... Wait a minute. What's that, her? Carson showed me ticket stubs marked a dollar. And before 6 o'clock, the tickets were only 85 cents. Are, are, are you sure? Am I sure? I heard the man in front of the theater calling out the price. I should have caught on then, but I didn't. Well, then you know that Carson could have killed Crane. Yes, and for just the reason I think. That Crane knew Carson killed Archer. Now I have the same feeling you do, that Archer was murdered. By Carson, by his wife, or, or both? Maybe both. That doesn't matter right now. What matters is... What's the matter? Look, you said you treated Archer for a broken arm. Yes. How did he get it? Uh, uh, auto accident. Uh-huh. 
You also said he had an allergy. What was he allergic to? Grass. And, and believe it or not, Blackie, Archer had such a strong allergy to grass that he had to give up golf. And he shot in the high 70s, too. An allergy to grass, huh? Yes, yes. If he, if he so much as looked at it, Blackie, he, he sneezed for hours. He had an allergy to grass, and yet he was found in the middle of a meadow. That's right. Well, that does it. Does what? Dr. Wilson, first I'll get Faraday to make a phone call for me. Yes. And then, because grass made Donald Archer sneeze... I think I can prove who killed Archer. And that's nothing to sneeze at. Martin, I can't stand it in this house of mine another minute. I'm afraid here and I'm worried sick. Because we killed Crane here? Yes. There's nothing to worry about, Hester. I know. There's nothing to be afraid of as long as we stick together. But the police were here once and oh. they'll come again. Oh, I can't bear to talk to them. Listen, will you relax, Hester? Now, listen, our alibi in Crane's death can't be upset. Will I? And your husband's death looks thoroughly accidental. I know it now, does. Now, we must stick to our story, and then we're all right. Now, just remember that. Well, I'll try. Uh, the telephone. Oh, yes, I heard it. Hello? Hello, Mrs. Archer. Yes? Uh, this is Inspector Faraday, homicide. Oh, yes, Inspector. I'd like to speak to you here in my office about something. Oh. Could you come down right away? Uh, why, yes, I suppose so. Uh, just, just a minute, please. All right. Martin, it's Inspector Faraday. Oh? He wants me in his office. What'll I do? Well, there's nothing you can do, Hester, but go down and see him. Oh, you think so? Find out what he wants. Uh-huh. Can't be anything important. Well, all right. Inspector Faraday? Yes? I'll be down right away. Well, that's fine. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, Martin... Martin, I'm afraid. Now, don't be, Hester. Just remember that we're in this together. And if we stick together, we'll get out of it, too. Mrs. Archer, I've asked you to come down here to my office alone because I want to ask you a few questions in private. I, uh, I understand, Inspector Faraday, but I, I really... I don't know what to say without Mr. Carson with me. You see, he... Well, he's more than a friend. He, yeah. he's, he's my advisor. Well, all I want from you is the truth, Mrs. Archer. Now, I'm sure... Excuse me. Surely. Friday, homicide. Inspector, I'm calling you in regard to the Donald Archer case. Yeah? Yes, and the unfortunate killing of young Crane. You don't say... I could give you valuable information, Inspector. Well, now, that's mighty nice of you. I happen to know a great deal about it. Mm. But I'd expect a sort of immunity or whatever it's called for my assistance in the matter. Mm. Can you hear me? Yeah, but talk louder and a little funnier. Inspector, I'll give you a little of the information on the phone so you'll know I'm telling the truth. It was Mrs. Archer who personally killed her husband and this other man. (laughs) I can tell what books you've been reading lately. I can give you motives, Inspector. Well, we'll uh, talk about it some other time. Oh, is someone there? Yeah. Perhaps you'd like me to phone later. Yeah, call back in about an hour when I'm not so busy. Splendid. I'll phone you again in an hour and tell you all about her. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, Mrs. Archer. Uh, 
Yes, Inspector. Uh, something's come up. I'll, yes. I'll question you some other time. You you mean it's all right if I go now? Yeah, but go right home and stay there, Mrs. Archer. I'll want you for something later. You're a heel, Buster. Stop it, will you? You're a Hester, will you get hold of yourself? I go out of your mind if you think that I made that call to Inspector Faraday. You made it all right, Bob. No, I didn't. I heard every word you said. I recognize your voice. It wasn't mine. You said you'd call him back in an hour. Uh, why don't you call him? Because I didn't call him in the first place. Oh, yes, you did. You wanted out. You turned against me to save yourself. Mr. Wicked, don't be a fool. Why should I turn you in? I don't know. I don't well, know. Why but... should I have to save myself? Now, listen. We're not suspected. Oh, I think Lightning we are. Lightning killed Donald. Lightning. And we can prove that we were at the movies when we killed Harold Crane. But there's been a slip-up somewhere, and you know it. Oh, for heaven's sake. Oh, you want to get rid of me and get my share of the money from... From Donald's experiments. And you've turned moron or maniac or both. It was my idea to tie the lightning rod to Donald, wasn't it? But what if it Didn't was... I plan his murder for you? And you planned it for yourself, too? For me? Oh. Because the experiment was over, and you knew it would mean a fortune to you with Donald out of the way. Not with you alive, Hester. His share goes to you. That's why I know you want me out of the way. Well, that's ridiculous. Well, I'm going to put you out of the way first. Hester, where'd you get that gun? your gun. What? The gun you used to kill Harold Crane. You told me to throw it away, but I saved oh. it. I saved it for a time like oh, this. Now, put it down. You will go to jail for murder if you do this. I'm not going to go anywhere, because after I kill you, I'm going to kill myself. Well, maybe you'll go first, Hester, because you don't have my only gun. Oh, go ahead. Shoot. If you think you're fast enough, there. You don't aim very well, Hester. <laughs> All right, all right, boys. You drop those guns. Oh. The next shot will break more than this window. Oh, Inspector Police, I won't drop my gun. No. I think I've dropped it for you, Carson. All right, Mrs. Archer, drop yours. All right, I've dropped it. Well, I suppose you heard everything we said, Inspector. Turn two murderers against each other, and they say everything you want to hear. Come on in, Blackie. Okay, Faraday. Hurry up. Hello, everybody. Oh, Martin, Martin, if you hadn't tried to turn me in with that phone call, this wouldn't have happened to you. I didn't make any phone call. He's telling the truth, Mrs. Archer. What? I made that call to Faraday while you were in his office. Oh. You did? I knew you two killed Crane, but I had to prove it. How did did you know we weren't at the movies when Mr. Crane was killed? It's very simple, Mrs. Archer. Oh. Crane was killed at six. You claim you were in the movies before six. Well? Yet Carson here showed me ticket stubs marked a dollar. Yeah, you forgot the prices change at six. But you were clever enough to see the picture through and figure what scene would be on the screen ten minutes before six. Now, come on. Well, now, Hester. Now who's the fool? Martin. Well, they'd never have known about Donald and Harold Crane if you hadn't told them everything just now. Don't fool yourself, Martin. I guess Donald was murdered when I found out he had an allergy to grass. You forgot he couldn't stand grass, didn't you, Mrs. Archer? Donald couldn't even go near it. Well, he's not only near it now, he's six feet under it, thanks to us. Yes, Martin. But you two are on the way to the chair. Because a flash of lightning in a rainstorm gave you a brainstorm. (laughs) 